this started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Janky to the Max, a podcast where we talk about awesome creations with their even cooler creators. Uh, today on the show, we have Richard, who was the winner of our uh, of the game of Jamcraft J- Game Jam that we've been promoting for uh, a few episodes now. Um, yeah, this is a fun bonus episode. Uh, welcome to the show, Richard. Yeah, thanks for having me in. Oh uh, yeah, no problem. So, uh, tell tell us a bit about your uh, your story about game dev. Um, how, uh, how did you get started in the field and kind of? Yeah, of course. So uh, by day, I am a uh, technical coach at a programming bootcamp at Concordia cool. University in Montreal, and by night, I'm an indie game developer and also a freelancer. That is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and I guess it all started when I was uh, before I. Uh, was doing this. Uh, I was coding uh, during the day, during my lunchtime. Uh, I was coding games on the side, and at some point, my coworkers came to me and they said, "You know, there's you could do that, do that for a living, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I discovered uh, coding boot camps. And yeah, uh, I, I really liked the concept. Um, and after that, I went. Uh, so I went through a coding boot camp. Um, I went through it. It was an amazing experience. Uh, and then I went to work for a year, uh, but then I kind of got the itch again of, you know, creating my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I decided to go work as a technical coach in a boot camp because that means less hours, which means uh, more time for personal projects. That, that's amazing. That's really cool. Wow. So, um, I, I take it this isn't your first game jam you, you've been a part of. Uh, I, I did a few, but not that many, and they haven't all gone well, right? <laughs> um, it's it's kind of hard when the theme, when you don't like the theme. I remember one specifically, I think the theme was like Jump Higher, and all the games ended up being platforming games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None about guys named Jump Smoking Weed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's tough. I remember seeing the, the, this year. So we, we I, I, what was it? I, well, I was. We've been promoting uh, the game jam, and I was like, "This is such a cool idea!" Like, I love the idea of a game jam. Like, it's, it's, it's such an incredible experience, and it's a great way to learn code. Project. That's that's yeah. what we we plug here. Project based learning. Yeah. And yeah. so I was look. I was thinking about joining a team. I was like, okay, what would be a good team to join? And I was like, you know what? Let's just make our own. So we made our own team in like ten days, thanks to to, to MechWorks. He, he carried us hardcore. But yeah, we, we kind of came out with a semi okay game, and that was that was with a team of I think like four people. I mean, I can't imagine like building and coding and then doing the graphics and like, all of that one person. It, That's it, it. It can be a lot, and, and the thing is, every one of those roles in a big uh, game company. People make their entire career off of that one special. Right. <laughs> so when you're alone or in a small theme, it's so much skills, uh, to, like to to, you know, it's overwhelming. Just to learn. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, so you you have to cut corners somewhere, but mm-hmm. you have to cut the right ones. That's the challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in your game, I think you did the right one. Um, if you guys, <laughs> yeah, if you have not played it already, uh, what what's it? What I forget the name of it. What's it called? Uh, transient, which transient. means um, wanting to get out, uh, passing by 
a place uh, temporarily because in the game you want to get out of the spaceship. Um, so the the lore of my game uh, was inspired by the theme. Um, so the themes were uh, Alien and Expire. Uh, so actually, before I talk about that, I want to say before the game jam. There was those two ideas that I kind of want to put together. Uh, one day, I thought about what if you take a tactical strategy game, such as XCOM or Final Fantasy Tactics, mm -hmm. and what if the actions, uh, instead of them being predefined, what if you use uh, some kind of like deck building element to uh, like move around, attack, and etc. Uh, so that was kind of there, and. I didn't know I was going to make this game on, on Jamcraft, um, but the day came, they announced the theme, and I looked at them, and I knew immediately that this is the game I wanted to make. Um, so when I saw Alien, I, I knew, okay, this is going to be the story. This is going to be the lore. Uh, so in my game, you are an alien that's been abducted by humans. And it's funny, because usually it's the other way. Yeah, around. that's a nice twist. <laughs> I like the twist on it. Uh, so the game starts, and you just broke out of your cell, and you want to get out of here. You want to reach the escape pods before the spaceship kind of leaves the orbit of your homeworld. And there's kind of a sense of urgency there. And so I was thinking, okay, that's, there's a sense of urgency, but not in the gameplay. It's only in the story. So how can I make it so that the player feels that sense of, like, I need to get out? And that's when the second theme came in. Um, so I thought, what if every time that you play your whole hand of, let's say, 10 cards, uh, you have to lose one of your cards permanently, right? And also, it's very dramatic. The screen comes in, you, and it says, like, time is running out. And you have to. I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> and yeah, there's. I'm very passionate about uh, game design and, and like, clever game mechanics and I, I try my best to you know come up with with good ones and this particular one I'm pretty happy with yeah um, yeah like, so it, it wasn't yeah. just like I mean the, anyone can have the idea I think the hard thing with a game especially with game design is is executing well and I think you really did execute it well like it was fun it was engaging it was different it had you know, good lore but yeah, yeah go ahead I interrupted you no that's okay um, so the reason why I, I like this particular game mechanic is because, one, it's a player choice. It's not randomized. And it's a choice about uh, a loss. And so in my game, when you your cards, uh, they're not pre-made, so you have to craft them from scratch. Uh, on the enemies, you loot uh, single abilities and you loot uh, blind cards. Uh, so all of these cards that in, are in the player deck, the player crafted them himself. So we wanted them to be that way. And now you're asking that player to get rid of one of them, right? Mm. And it also has another side effect, which is, um, let's say you just cleared out a room of enemies. You know that your deck is going to run out at some point. So do you use maybe a turn to loot the room, or do you keep going to make sure that you don't uh, run out of the cards to play? So, huh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, no, that was a... That was really good. So, did you have any like unexpected problems come up? Uh, sorry, you cut a little. Uh, did you have any like unexpected problems that come up when you were uh, making? Um, I would say the movements 
uh, which I did the movement algorithm, which I did on the first day. Uh, yeah, that was so much. <laughs> that was much harder than I thought. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the HA star pathfinding algorithm. No, I'm not. No. no. Okay. Well, you know, it it basically needs to calculate uh, which is the best path from point from grid A to grid B, and to take into account the obstacles that are in the way. Uh, so I was just like frantically like writing in in my my notebook like the math and try to make it work. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that, yeah. That's no small feat. <laughs> well, Pat, you very so, tricky on What was yeah. like some of your design choices that, that, that you made? Like with the, uh, I noticed you, you chose the Unity engine. What was your thinking uh, behind that? Uh, I've always used Unity. Uh, it, I have nothing against the other engines. It's just, it's the one I use. Mm -hmm. Makes and, sense. You know, as I said earlier, like there's so many skills involved that when I choose something, I tend to stick with it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I also do mobile development. I also do web development. Like if I start learning many game engines, I'm going to stretch myself thin. And right. that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very, that's very wise. So, yeah. like, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're a man of many talents, which <laughs> we, get, we get a lot of and I love. Um, but... So, I'm a generalist. That's that's how I would put it. Yep. Right? Yeah. No. That's uh, yeah. Best way to yeah. Love it. Love, love so, some people specialize and they get really really good at one thing, uh, and that's really good too. Sometimes I wish I, I had that. You know, I could do that. Mm -hmm. But there's also so much strength to come from, um, like having all these skill sets. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. It's it's good if you're like me and that you don't work well in a team. <laughs> That's the reality of it. That's the sad truth to it. Uh, yeah, I really like to make the decisions and yeah, and like I I feel like working in a team, the 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 strength of it is being able to let people kind of you know do their own thing, mm -hmm. and yeah. I have a really hard time with that. And it's just, yeah. So I mean, I, you have a hard time letting the, people do their own thing or you have a hard time with... Uh, uh, the, the thing is, if, if a project that I, I really care about kind of takes a direction that I wasn't expecting or doesn't take the direction that I previously had in mind, mm. uh, I kind of lose the motivation to go on. It's mm. really weird. No, that makes <laughs> sense. No, understandable. Very understandable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're developing this project... I mean, you only have 10 days to do this. Yes. I imagine, you know, most of it, probably up to the last minute, was, you know, constantly programming, making small changes, and testing. Yes. Um, was there a point where you started feeling like the the crunch time was really needing to happen and time was running short, or is everything going pretty smoothly to a schedule that you kind of had set for uh, progression in the project? Uh, yeah, as with, you know any any game jam or any like limited time frame for and you know game development takes so much time uh, mm -hmm. and yeah although I remember two days uh, before the end I was like I think I'm gonna be able to do this um, I had to cut some things uh, for example I wanted the player to be able to choose which rooms he wants to go to mm. uh, if you if you look at the first room there's a door on the on the right that doesn't open when you clear the room. 
and that was supposed to be opened. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh, no, I, I would say I got a bit relaxed. But then on the last day, I, I realized that, OK, no, there was more stuff uh, that I thought needed to be done. And then oh, I just kind of crunched to the end. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and also, this was during the uh, last weeks uh, of the uh, the cohort I'm I'm currently uh, teaching at, and these last weeks are the most intense mm. of the boot camp. So honestly, I didn't do much more than like looking at code for like th those ten days. Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know how you did that. Like I can't imagine <laughs> teaching a class and then single-handedly creating a game for a game jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, are you guys familiar with uh, boot camps? Is there any like interesting ones in your area or? I'm, I, I mean, wait, boot camps are physical. I thought boot camps were only done on the internet. Hmm. Yeah, the only ones I know are are done uh, physically. Oh, anyway, really? all the ones. <laughs> the we've got, we've got three mains one in Montreal, and they're all uh, physical. Oh, interesting. Huh. It's like you actually go there and you actually like, do you show up? I, uh, this is so interesting. I never thought the boot camp could be physical, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's kind of like this for Cast. Um, it's a, the association of system testers, and we go to a physical convention and uh, you have different people that will talk about different types of stuff, and you can like hang out in the lobbies and like look at different methods that people use for going through and testing software. Uh, and networks. That was pretty pretty cool. Hmm, yeah, that's probably about as close as I can get to. <laughs> to yeah, I feel like uh, well, physical boot camps. I, I really feel like they're the perfect uh, in between academia, like learning code through academia mm -hmm. and learning code on your own. Because we, what we do is we basically um, are alongside the students as they're going through like the great value of despair that is like starting to learn code mm -hmm. and once they're on the other side they're able to like do their own project they're able to get jobs that you know and then you can go on by their own but i think you guys have like some sort of do you have like a guarantee in place like you know yes okay yeah yeah there is and yeah uh, and i'm actually i'm not actually a teacher so i'm a uh, what happens is they have a lecture uh, and then they get dropped like a ton of homework, uh, which they have to do for, for that day. And we're here to help if they get stuck, if they need like one one on one teaching, okay. uh, like you know, tutor sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's smart. And yeah. that's really good. I, I that, that, that's so good. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that that's, that seems like a much better path than uh, going for a four-year degree to <laughs> get, you yeah. know, just to be a code monkey. <laughs> yeah, and, and the funny part is we often get students uh, that finish their uh, computer science degree. <laughs> and they, <laughs> and they, they're like, wait a minute, I don't actually know how to code Oh, properly. that's so like, sad! Oh. That's so funny! <laughs> See, I, I, I have a, uh, I, have, I have a little bit of a vendetta against, uh, Higher, higher education, partly mm. because of that. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get started. I, I just, I won't, I won't go there. But yeah. Oh, oh, please, I would like to hear more about that. <laughs> well, okay, I, oh, you don't really want to, but, um, yeah, no, see, I, I it, just, it just, it makes no economical sense for me. Like, it, it makes right. no, I mean, the, 
okay when, when i'm looking for talent okay well like if i'm looking for someone to like do a graphic design project do a logo any of that stuff right if i'm looking for someone to do that and i see that oh they have a degree for me that's a turnoff because it shows me what hey i'm a rule follower you know i'm gullible <laughs> you know i i don't i don't set the trends i follow the trends right like it, it shows me like all the things that like i don't want as part of someone who's like on the team right like i mean that's just an example not to go for the to the whole thing about you know how expensive it is and then like the fact are you actually gonna like i mean it's just so ludicrously expensive based off of yeah. what you get from anyways and especially yeah. in the age of free information like we have the internet like i mean come on <laughs> <sighs> that's, that's the experience that i had when i went to college um i went for two degrees because i was too stupid to stop at once um but yeah it's basically when i got out of uh college i was just looking back and i was like man i spent all that time for for this like this doesn't seem like it was that too that difficult i could have just taught myself this on the internet <laughs> and then i started really just buckling down and doing a bunch of uh youtube binging on all sorts of th things electronics and mm -hmm. uh different types of research sites for stuff and mm -hmm. found that you know if i want to pick up something new i can easily do it and it don't take me but just a couple months to really get proficient <laughs> in the any particular subject you mean yeah. you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on textbooks you're never going to pick up again and <laughs> good hour-long lectures <laughs> yeah well no, it's also this idea the other thing i don't like about it is it's this idea that you have that that learning takes place in a certain environment you know like okay i'm gonna like you're not on your own DIY. Right, like, I, like recently, I've I've been getting into I've been getting a couple things. One of the things I've been getting into is stand up, right? Like, and it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? Yeah, if if I was in a college environment, I could just be like, okay, let's let's just sign up for a, you know, an impromptu classroom. But but now it's like, hey, you know, what? I'm gonna learn this thing. All right, let's let's go look it up online. Let's see what other people have done. Let's you know, reverse engineer it. You know, all that. Anyways, as I said, I, it's a rant. We're not here to talk about <laughs> my my views on the subject. I mean, I mean, I, I think I'm my view is pretty close to yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I got to say, though, is I think it gives you structure. And mm -hmm. I think some people, especially when you're young, yeah. like, of course, if you would spend all of that time and money on like learning that kind of stuff on yourself, mm -hmm. you would probably get further. Yeah. But having someone like tell you where to look, where to go, yeah. even though sometimes it can be maybe a bit uh, outdated, oh, especially yeah. in the coding world. I mm -hmm. think that's the main issue, actually. Yeah, well, that's yeah. actually one of the reasons why I love this community right here is that we got we got a lot of people that, that kind of know the stuff and you kind of be like, oh, hey, you know? I mean, I, I've had my fair share of conversations and I was like setting up a, a web backend for the first time. You know, it was yeah. like, hey, uh, so-and-so, I don't have any clue what I'm doing. Could you just give me a rough structure of what, how to yeah. That's super yeah. important. I agree. And some people, yeah. they, I, I've encountered, they just don't work well in, like, they, they have to have that structure and they have to, like, that's the only way they can learn. And, yeah, I mean, I see, I see, I see it, but yeah. So, so, yeah. How, but you're, but you're teaching, uh, boot, I guess you're a little bit closer to that. So is this boot camp a part of Concordia? Is it like, uh... Like, how does that work? Yeah, uh, initially it was a, its own private kind of program, and we were uh, giving it at WeWork, uh, oh. which was yeah, it was great, seriously. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, now they're, we're in a partnership with uh, the University of Concordia. Um, okay, interesting. And yeah, yeah, and it's uh, web development. 
we're right. teaching React and Node and Mongo. I don't know if you guys know that like oh, web oh, yeah. technology. Yeah. Okay. I, I was trying to pick up uh, React a while ago. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. really good. So, yeah. how do you like? How do you go about teaching? Like, I mean, this is kind kind of an interesting subject. So they they get the the homework, the lecture stuff, and then you they say, "Hey, Richard, I have a problem. Help me out here." Is that, is that kind of how it goes, or? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so there's like two main reasons why students would come to me. And the first one is they have a bug, they're stuck, they don't know what to do next. Uh, so usually I try to walk them through uh, like what I would do in their mm -hmm. situation, like how I would like go on the internet and, and you know, uh, find my answer, the answer. Uh, and the other reason, main reason why they would come to us is if they don't fully understand a particular subject, um, and so sometimes if uh, I have multiple students that comes to me with this, the same subject, I, I usually go to the front of the class and like do it like a small lecture. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So you're like, oh, you're actually like, <laughs> I'm such a hard time thinking about this as a physical thing. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that yeah, it's really cool. And, and I don't know. It's it's such like a it's like a bubble of intense learning. And yeah. you know, it's only three months. Only and three months. Wow. How much does it cost? Yeah. If if you don't mind, like. Yeah, it's uh, it's about ten k. Okay. Yeah, which is not so bad when you think about the cost of going to university for four years. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this way, yeah. you're also not wasting a huge amount of time on it too. And also, yes. there's it's a guarantee, right? Like, do you is, yes. is, does it work? I know some people do it differently. Is it where you have to, um, you get a job in the coding, or is it like a job in general, or do you have to like pay some of it, but some of it you don't have to pay? Like how how does how does the split work? Uh, no, they they pay it in full at first, and then they ha uh, at the end of the course they have to submit a specific like uh, amount of uh, applications per day. I think it's like five or something, uh, for X amount of time. And if really after I think six months, if they didn't, if they have proof that they applied they, and they didn't get a coding job, then they get refunded. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, honestly, like I've been doing this for a while now, and cohort after cohort, I see I see the students getting very anxious at the end of it. Like, are, am I going to get a job? And right. you know, uh, especially the ones that feel like they they because the, the the pacing is really fast mm. and so I think some people the thing is after the course they sit down they look back at the lectures they look back at the workshops and I think a lot of things in, in their mind kind of makes makes sense after the fact for, for these people anyway mm -hmm. um, yeah okay but that's really good like so, and so I guess you, you have a lot of experience in like the, the the code learning like what are some of the top resources other than Stack Overflow <laughs> Uh, Stack Overflow and Stack Overflow, <laughs> and also Stack Overflow. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, that's exactly where I went. <laughs> I don't know how people coded before Stack Overflow. Like, how do you solve problems? <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys uh, know the video game uh, Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, yeah, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about indie games earlier. Uh, so Stardew Valley is a huge, um, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's just, I, I'm, I'm really, it's, and it's a huge inspiration for me. Uh, mm. So this person was learning how to code uh, and he was looking for a project to work on and he decided to make a, an Animal Crossing clone. Uh, there's an article on this and it's, it's amazing. 
And so he, he just kept going until we he got to the result to the game that we know today. And wow. so as he went, he, he was learning uh, pixel art on the fly. Uh, and then his, his uh, pixel art skills would get better. So he would have to like replace the old art that would no longer fit the higher quality art. Uh, and he repeated that process many times over until it all kind of, you know, fitted together. Okay. And one part that fascinates me is, for some reason, he decided to never look out for help on the internet when he was facing a programming uh, yeah, problem. Interesting. Yeah. And that's probably why it took him five years. Right. Uh, so he didn't, he didn't use Stack Overflow. He didn't use like any of the forms or something. If he had a problem, what, what would he do? Would he like try to reverse engineer the code? Like, uh, I guess bang your head on the monitor until it works. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you definitely but, get a lot of experience that way. Yeah, you learn some. Learn so yes. Much. How to assess the issue that you're having, and then how to go about learning more. Understanding how to learn more about something that you don't know about just yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a difficult thing to do. God, that is such an inspiration. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's really cool. So, uh, do you have uh, like more more aspirations, uh, bigger projects for for the gaming world? Like uh, more inspirations. Like. Uh, like I guess we're, we're are you just planning on doing more game jams, participating more game jams, or like working on like a big game. Um, yeah, actually, I, I would love to make Transient uh, a full release. Uh, like I don't I don't want to just take it as it is and keep working on it. I think I'm gonna have to change quite a few things to make it worthwhile. Mm -hmm. um, but I would love to just take this concept that I you know I, I, as I have been thinking about for quite a while and make it make it into like a roguelike game. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, That'd be oh, that'd be awesome. And yeah, so, so actually, yeah, I, I am going to work on on this. So yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That's what I love about these game jams is that they enable you. They just free you up because you don't have to be thinking about. All right. You know, is this something? You know, that I want to spend resources and time. Right. If in game jam, it's like whatever pops into your head or whatever you know seems the, the most positive, go for it. You know, it frees you up, and so you can test this stuff out that you normally yeah. be too scared to. Yeah, and the limitations are good too. You yeah. know, um, I've been playing guitar for quite a while, and uh, Jack White, which is not the best guitarist in the world, but he certainly has his own style and is is very good at what he does. He has this philosophy that um, if you limit yourself. Uh, you're going to be, it's going to fuel your creativity. And the reason for that is if you have less variables to work with, you, you're, you're going to have to use your imagination to like, rearrange oh, yeah. these variables in an interesting way. Yeah. And I feel like game jams do that very much, right? They with do. the themes and, and the time constraints. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack, I know you're listening. Thank you for putting this on again. Re really appreciate it. <laughs> it was so much yeah. fun. Yeah, no, no. I, I remember listening. I think it was. I don't know if. Have you heard of Malcolm Gladwell? He's kind of a popular yeah. author. Yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to his podcast, and if 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 you haven't read, I know this is like I've I've plugged his podcast multiple times on the show. <laughs> I swear we're not a <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. No, it's really good. Um, one one of the things was saying was um, where like some of these musicians, what they'll do is, this one guy had these cards, and um, they what they do is they change things up like they'd switch the the guitar player and the drummer 
or th they would they would all have to do like some like play one hand you know like some crazy thing right and from this they like i think like he worked with david bowie and he worked with like a lot of these really high level people and they were able to make some of their best work when they were actually had limitations because then they had to mm -hmm. to work around them and one of the stories he gave was um i guess this famous piano player uh, it was booked at this one opera house, and but unfortunately it was like last minute, and the only piano they had was this one that barely worked, and you had to press the keys in this like a certain way, and, and uh, he was like, you know, forget this, but the the promoter was like, no, you gotta do this, please, 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 everyone paid all this money, and he goes down, and he sits down, and he plays, and he's like the most incredible piano performance like ever, and awesome because he because of those limitations. So yeah, no, I. I I, th I think limitations are, are definitely underrated. Yeah, yeah. So what are some directions you're thinking of going for uh, Transient? Uh, I'm sorry? What, what are some of the directions you're thinking of, like, ideas for, for Transient? Uh, just, for the full game? Yeah, like, are just bigger? Are you yeah. taking more levels? Um, uh, yeah, so I, I as every um, uh, roguelike, uh, usually the levels are randomized, the enemies are randomized, and the loot is as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and usually the difficulty level is really high. And just because you died on your run doesn't mean that it was a failure, right? Maybe mm -hmm. you got further than you ever did before. Uh, and just because you finished the game doesn't mean it's truly finished. Uh, right. There's Sometimes there's like an ending and a true ending, such as in uh, Slate of Spire. I don't know if you guys uh, played it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. And I, I kind of like when the... So, so roguelike are by design replayable uh, to infinity right. until right. you get tired of it. And I like it when the replayability makes sense in the lore. Um, so, uh, f for example, in um, Into the Breach, which is the successor to FTL, okay. uh, you are a time traveler, and uh, when you die, you are kind of like brought back to your uh, timeline, and then you get to start again, right? So, okay. anyway, so I do like that. And so in Transient, I was thinking maybe every time you fail, you get kind of captured, you get put back in your cell, and then you get to try again, or something like that. Oh. or. Or maybe they kill you or you escape, but then they just go on the planet and grab another one of your peers, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah, I, I agree. Because I don't like it when they, they, like, some stupid reason where, you know, like, oh, you just magically respond. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, because Laura is actually really ingenious for kind of keeping the, the immersion of the, of the setting that you're building. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Are you guys into video games, or are you too busy oh, I mean, with uh, yeah. serious stuff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we're <laughs> we're 20, 30-something-year-olds. I mean, I, yeah. point me a dude who's 20, 39 in video games. That's one of the things I really liked about uh, Dark, the Dark Souls series. Mm. Yeah. was just the way that they handled death. Yeah. Like, you die, and it's not like it's not like oh well that's game over. It's it has well, punishments for it. Like it's just it's, it handles it in just such a unique way. I've never seen like it really handled a video game like that before. So like you you actually lose something when you die, yeah. and you have to have like one chance to go back and get it. And then like if you miss it, like you it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, he's, he's good. Yeah, yeah. So what what are some of your favorite titles? Um, 
I think ever since there's been that huge uh, indie game movement, uh, I think it's already been like 10 years ago now, uh, that was born out of necessity because uh, the AAA games started to become more and more like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been li loving like so many of these titles and not everyone gets it and that's okay. But sometimes I show these games to people and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. So but, if you were to make like a top five recommendations list for the listener for fun indie games or just um, different indie games, what would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, Faster Than Light, which is like the OG of roguelikes. Well, it kind of brought back the uh, in, in popularity, the, the genre. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Slight Aspire, definitely. Um, what else? I, I do like Moonlighter. Uh, Gun Gungeon, Enter the Gungeon, is mm -hmm. one of the best co-op games I, I've played. It's incredibly hard, but uh, you always want to like try Risk again. I'm sorry. Is it like Risk of Rain? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is similar. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be it. All right. Cool. Yeah. No. I keep hearing good things about FTL. One of these days, I'll have to. Yeah, yeah, and and what I love about FTL is that the focus is on managing your crew, and not so much like uh, on ships shooting at other ships. You know, mm -hmm. like, like. In, in regular spaceship games, you, you see a spaceship explode, it's just a big chunk of metal. You don't really think of the people inside it. No, no. Uh, but when you look at your crew and like the fires are starting to appear everywhere and oxygen's running out and they're suffocating, it feels so much more real. Right. Even though like there's like little circles on your screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's a really cool development. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a basic guy. I like my triple A <laughs> titles. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Video games are made to be enjoyed, right? So, so. I cannot. Like, I, I'm seriously thinking of pre-ordering Cyberpunk 2077. I cannot. <laughs> like I cannot wait for that game to come out. It's got my favorite, like Cyberpunk, oh, yeah. and it's oh yeah. Fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is all you have yes, to Yes. There's like, what is there not to like about it? I mean. <laughs> <sighs> but the, yeah. like, the, but of course, there's always the thing of. Well, I mean, I I, I can't imagine it being like a, a replay of like something like Battlefront or something, you know, like where there's a lot of hype and then it just doesn't deliver. I mean, like that's always a possibility, but like how? <laughs> yeah, I think the company did really well with the uh, Witcher. Oh yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. Yeah, I, I yeah I do too. Yeah, see, the one thing I didn't like about the Witcher was the setting. I I just have a hard time getting to medieval games. Um, mm. and, and my favorite setting is cyberpunk. So you you take like the cool parts of Witcher and like cyberpunk, and like you can't you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> just watch EA is going to release a cyberpunk game, and it's, it's just going to be a flop. I <laughs> <laughs> too much check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> 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 all right obviously do you have any uh social media anything you want to obviously play the game we're going to put a link in the description i mean i, I think you posted here probably too um but like any anything else you want to plug um yeah so uh i have a website where i post uh, my projects uh and you can also there's a link to my twitter and youtube and everything uh so it's uh, my full name.com so it's richard bono so richard b-o-n-n-e-a-u.com okay. and i'm on twitter at uh i think it's i am rubik uh, all in one word I'm rubik. okay yeah. will do yeah no, that will... 
thanks for thanks for being on the show and congratulations for winning like it's thank you thank uh, you so much how many how many contestants were there were there like uh 115 115 entries yeah yeah and so many entries were amazing you know to be honest i played a few of them and i was like yeah this is it this is the one that's gonna win obviously and (laughs) (laughs) it was was great i had a lot of fun yeah yeah no it was great and um do we know when the next game jams uh, gemcraft's coming on I, I feel like is it is it are they yearly or are they um hold on uh i heard it was the next one was in november but i i, I really don't know i know jack's in the uh, every six the months room. all right that's jack's right. Like every six months there right. you go <laughs> nice. nice so yeah we'll, we'll definitely keep 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 tuned and see how the other things go all yeah. right um yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping on the show and uh, yeah, thank you so much. We could have this conversation. I feel like it was uh, half of it was me ranting about stuff, but <laughs> it was a great rant. <laughs> All right, no matter where you guys are, what projects you're working on, remember to keep things janky to the max.